In this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Nicole S. Young, also known as Nicole Z. We have a deep discussion about how artificial intelligence is impacting her photography business. This is Twitter. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. My guest today is a good friend of mine, Nicole Z, also known as Nicole, Nicole Young. NicoleZ.com is her website. Um, we're we're going to do something a little bit different on this podcast or this, this, uh, this particular show. Um, there's been a lot of changes in the photography industry. I mean, all companies, I would argue, that touch photography at any level are being impacted by a variety of forces. Uh, one of the big ones that's on top of everyone's mind right now is artificial intelligence, AI, Adobe's generative fill, Midjourney, Dali, on and on and on. You know, and how do these that technology and other AI related machine learning based technologies? How do they impact the the world of photographer or photography, like the art form itself, and then also the business of it? You know, if you're a science nerd at all, and I've said this on the show before, if you're a science nerd at all, you know, you really, you know, the the whole. Uh, I forget what is it the third law of thermodynamics one of them somebody will correct me in the in the chat but it's the the law of the conservation of energy right basically energy cannot be destroyed uh, or created it can only be transformed into some other form right so I feel like that's what's happening in the photography industry I don't know at what level right now but I feel like that's happening that all this raw material of stuff that we have whether it's gear software training all that is about to be kind of thrown into the melting pot and a different mold is going to be poured out from that. Um, but uh, Nicole and I were chit-chatting a little bit and the there's a number of industries that are affected and she's one of the photographers I think that is affected and I want to welcome her to the show. We're going to have a non-gear nerd type talk about the real deal of photography. Nicole, welcome. Welcome back to the show. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be on. And, you know, it, it occurred to me as you were giving the intro, uh, I kind of started my, you know, kind of, I mean, I'm not like this big prolific photographer, but I, you know, especially I had a pretty substantial following on Twitter when it was early, you know, kind of in its early when it was good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... My the first podcast I was on when I was just starting with things was this week in photography, Ooh. and that's where yeah right that was like with you know the whole the, it was with the crew, yep the whole crew and you know what I'm talking about and Alex Lindsay Scott Bourne everyone and it was like I don't know so nostalgic nostalgic thinking about that that was probably like 15 years ago wasn't it oh my that God. was that <laughs> was. And, and so anyway. you remember that interview? You remember that interview we did at Starbucks in San Jose? Yes, I do. I do. That's on video. You can find that on YouTube if you look for it. I'm going to embed it in the post so, for this. No, no. That's okay. I don't mind. Um, but I think it's interesting that we're, you know, like I started, that was my first, that was really my first ever podcast. I can remember being so nervous for that. And I was on my first podcast and now I'm on this podcast podcast again this week of photography with you and we're talking about the death of photography 
Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. it's interesting. And I mean, you know, we say, it, you know, the death of photography. And I'm sure that if that's a, a thing you can easily Google, Google's AI killing photography and this and this and that. And, and that's what we're really going to kind of deep dive and talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it, you know, people who say yes, eh, they're not 100% right. People who say no, they're not going to be 100% right? right. So there's a lot right. more to it than that. It's deep. It's a deep, it's a broad, deep topic. And we're, I feel like we're only at the beginning of this story right now. No one knows where it's going to, you know, it's not going to end, but no one knows where it's going to meander to. There's so many open questions, you know, from, from just, uh, ethical questions to legal questions to, you know, business model questions. It's just, it's all open, which is exciting on one hand, right? Because if you're older, you you can see patterns in the chaos, right? This has happened before where, I don't know, take an industry that, sh- that showed up in our lifetime. Yeah, stock, stock photography. photography. I was part... Yeah, I was part of that, that I started actually making money with stock photography. And that's how I was able to break into photography. And then it, it's transitioned to writing books and, you know, having my own like education business. But stock photography, I can remember. It, well, I mean, if we go further back, it was digital photography. You know, it was mm-hmm. first it was digital. And then the stock photography, micro stock is what it then was kind of a... Uh, branch of that, or it was like a, you know, it was part of the catalyst of, oh, digital photography. Now it's more approachable and people can create photos and they can upload them to these sites and we can sell them for really cheap and people can make a lot selling more at smaller amounts, you know, and I can remember all of the controversy that came up with that, with the micro stock photography is killing the the stock photography industry. And, you know, whereas now you could say the same thing for AR. Because stock photography still exists, still very oversaturated. I make very little for my stock sales because I just really contribute much to it anymore. It's still going to exist. But I mean, I use AI to create any kind of stock photo that I need for my marketing right. stuff. You know, Why it's not? like maybe a graphic that goes behind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's fun. It's yeah. easy. It's I'm already paying for it. So yeah, yeah. Right now, you know, <laughs> I, I had I had I, I didn't forget, but I I had. Um, Maybe I did forget that I <laughs> that you were that you were so involved in the stock. And went, some of the early interviews I did with you were around your experiences with iStock Photo mm-hmm. and and all the one that, that you mentioned probably that's what I talk about yeah, was probably yeah photography. that whole world <laughs> and it's interesting. Can you what paint the picture of kind of the you know the evolution of man or in this case the de-evolution of man you know with the with the you know the different forms of man. Uh, the different shades of the evolution of the stock business, right? So, because it went yeah. from way back in the day, it was, hey, if you get in with Getty or whatever and get get a set of images there, those images will sell for hundreds of dollars each, and you could make a living on just being a stock photographer. Give yourself assignments, or let someone else give you assignments. Go out and shoot keep feeding the library, you make money, everybody's happy from licenses. That went away quickly, right? Mm-hmm. With, never, with I, I with never I was stopped. part of that. So I don't even know yeah. like where I don't, I never got involved with that. I remember hearing about it cause I got into photography in the mid, mid to late nineties when I was in high school. And so that's when it was all just, it was still, it was still film. So I learned mm-hmm. on film. I worked in a film, a photo lab, you know, I worked in a film photo studio where I did retouching with whatever version of Photoshop was, you know, in 97. <laughs> so yeah. I got to yeah. like, you know, very early stages of that. Um, I, I always remember thinking in my head that it was like, you know, photographers would send in all these like catalogs of all these slides, you know, cause you'd, you'd shoot in slide. You wouldn't shoot probably in, um, in, in like, 
classic 35 millimeter film, you know, you'd be slide film or whatever. Um, and then they'd submit them. And they, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I had no idea. But, but then it was, oh, you can sign up for, I mean, there's a bunch of them like there are now, but ISOC was the one I, I signed up for a bunch of difference at first. Um, I think I found out about it through a popular photography magazine. Mm-hmm. And that really actually, that was like, uh, that was my pivot. <laughs> you know, I yeah. was in the military when I discovered stock photography and yeah. I, um, and I was at the time kind of planning on staying in the military for some time. Um, but I loved photography and I wanted to get better at photography. And so I, uh, started doing stock photography. I just discovered it. I was like, Oh, this is cool. This will kind of give me a good focus, you know, like something to really kind of literally shoot for. Uh, so I started growing my portfolio and, and then it just kind of, you know, took, things took off. I started making good money and I was like, I'm gonna get in the military. <laughs> I got out of the military and then, you know, the rest is history. But, um, but then let's kind of work from that. You know, it started with film and then it kind of moved to this micro stock and then it got, and then it started to get really oversaturated. And then you have sites like Stocksy, which is one of the sites, it's the main site I contribute contribute is kind of you know a finger quote around the word because I don't really I'm not really active with it um, I do have a, a good portfolio there and see a little bit come through but they are they call themselves more sustainable stock where it's like kind of a co-op you know with like a real imagery real people and it's not the cheesy cheesy stock that you see on a lot of other sites you know um, but but still like the, now AI is disrupting everything um, mm-hmm. and so it's, I mean, like Adobe accepts AI imagery. Um, I mean, why would somebody get, you know, I, in my head, of course, I'm really involved with the AI stuff and using MidJourney. So I'm like, why would I just buy someone else's mid, you know, AI photo unless it's just perfect and it has everything I need on it when I could just play around and create my own, <laughs> you know? So right. it's like, where's well, that? Well, not, like, only that not only that, not only that, yeah, I, I have, I've had the exact same sort of dialogue in my head that, you, that you're having like why not do this when you can do that but the even if you generate an image with mid-journey you know or a service like that now with photoshop and generative ai right or or generative ai fill if it's not perfect you can remove whatever's not perfect and change it to perfect and never have it, taken a physical photograph and end up with a photorealistic perfect image of what you need for the project right it blows me away. It was so much where I had to take my, my boyfriend, Jason, and I was like, Jason, you have to see this Photoshop thing. Because, you know, we're very, you know, I'll share with him a lot of things, but I was like, no, seriously, it was like late at night. And I was like, I have to take you to my office and show you this. It's crazy. And I took a picture that we went to Thailand uh, in December last year. I took a picture and it's a really nice picture of like these elephants in, like, amidst these trees and kind of the jungle. And I selected the, you know, I, I expanded the, canva- the canvas and then I selected the, the picture inversed it like you know if you've seen any of the tutorials you probably know what i'm talking yeah. about palette yeah. and it just was like when, when i look at one of my photos using generative fill and it fills everything in perfectly to where i'm like i can't even tell i could not even tell that i didn't photograph that because it was so beautifully done now it, it does have some room for improvement faces are not very good yet hands um, i tried <laughs> hands yeah i tried to take uh some pictures of me and my ex and take him out of it because <laughs> so I was like I have all these beautiful pictures of me like I went to we went to Iceland years ago and I was like I really why didn't I just take some pictures of just myself because I have these really great photos where I set up the tripod and I got these pictures and I'm like I should have just done a couple with just me I have none of just me so I was like maybe I use Photoshop now and it'll just do it really quickly and it tried to yeah. swap 
him with like a weird other people. It was doing some really weird things. So it's not perfect. But when you're trying to work with landscapes, especially landscapes, I find that landscapes work really, really well. Uh, yeah. It's more realistic, I should say, you know, other things are too, but it's like, it is just like, it blows my mind what you can do with it. And it's going to be incredible. I mean, a year from now to everything's are, things are moving exponentially at this point, you know, a year ago, I think it was only a year ago that like mid journey and some of the big AI things just started coming out and look where we are now to yeah. what we can create, you know, these photorealistic images that are just absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. People are creating so what other, jobs. From, what other industries yeah, though? So that, so that decimated yeah. like mid journey or for whatever forces in the market, micro stock, et cetera. So they could take them off the table <laughs> for the most part. Right. Yeah. So with, with AI is kind of like the final nail in the coffin. Like why would I spend a thousand dollars to license that when I can just describe it and get my own. <laughs> right. And Which is its for, own art form in itself. Oh, yeah, prompting. Some people are going to be better at it than others, but it, you know, it's yeah. But what else though, other, right? Other, so there's, chat there's G, yeah, chat GPT maybe like yeah, copywriting. Um, right. I mean, yeah. I don't pay for a copywriter. Mm -hmm. I write my own things, but it's like um, one of the things that you know I, I mentioned to you. I've I've started to play around with AI imagery uh, in other ways outside of photography. Uh, with creating uh, activity books <laughs> and having oh, fun. Oh, let's with, talk about um, that. Let's yeah, jump sure. to that. Yeah. So that's your yeah, Figgy I, Design site, right? Figgy Design. So I have yeah. this. I live out in the country now, and I have an acre and a half, and I have a fig tree, and it's it's a it's a funny wonky little tree, but it produces so many figs, and I and I make like I've been canning. I do also. I'm like a country girl now, so <laughs> I was like, oh, Figgy Figgy Designs. That's kind of a cute name, you know. I'll, I'll do Figgy Design. So I started doing coloring books using AI. Um, I've, I've also started kind of branching out to doing like word search puzzles, activity books. You know, I, I, one of the things that I've always thought was a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like competitively with other photographers who do what I do, I really enjoy creating books. I love reading books and publishing and, you know, print books, eBooks, whatever. Um, whereas a lot of people do video content. And while I do some video content, I don't enjoy it as much as I do the publishing side of things and the, you know, creating books. So I always thought that that was like, oh, oh I, you know, that was like a, a fault of mine is like, oh, I, sh I need to do more video because they sell for more money and I can't make as much of books. But now I'm realizing all of that has kind of maybe led me to doing this other kind of side business that I have going on where I'm actually creating books and they're all on Amazon, you know, so I've, I, I publish them. Um, you know the coloring book or whatever i put it on amazon and people buy the print copy of oh, it well wow. um, yeah so so i'm having a lot of fun with that but you know things like chat gpt are extremely helpful when i'm like okay i created a coloring book with uh witches you know i just did like a halloween one right so i was like yeah. these beautiful grayscale witches and it has this many da, 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 da. i give it a few things that it needs and then i'm like give me a description and it gives me a big old description of it. I of oh, course yeah. have to go and I, I make changes to it. I edit it, but that's a copywriter's job. And I would do it on my own. I'm, I'm not taking out someone's job away from them because I'm not going to pay somebody to write that stuff for me, but it's just going to do a better job than what I could do. It um, lets you do more. I, it lets you do more than you yeah. you normally could. Yeah. And you know, like exactly. writing, <laughs> I, I was writing an email uh, for a friend yesterday and the copy for that email would have been, I mean, I don't know. We were, we were kind of debating back and forth with chat GPT writing it. 
were, it was great, probably more professional than I could ever yeah. have written. Um, but if I had written it, it would have been more me, you know, mm -hmm. grammatical errors and all, which may but have made Chat, it more personable, you know. Does ChatGPT know who you are? It does. It actually does. <laughs> I can, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, um, so because I was actually uh, with Photo Joseph, he, I, I helped promote, uh, like, push one of his like workshops through my email list, and mm -hmm. he's like, "Oh, well, here's some copy you can use." And look, I just used Chat GPT to write it in your style, and I was like, "Chat GPT knows who I am." <laughs> so I never tried you know, I, that. I have oh to my try God. this now. Yeah. So I basically I asked ChatGPT first. I, I prompt it with saying, "Hey, do you know who Nicole S. Young is?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a photographer. This and that and that, right?" It's just pulling stuff probably off my website. But I uh -huh. have written a ton of blog posts, and yeah. I don't know if it can find like PDFs with ebook content. You know, get my writing style. But I can say things like okay, write this in my writing style, in Nicole S. Young's writing style. And I mean, it's, it's obviously it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to do a pretty good job of getting me to a place where I just need to make a few edits. Like what what kind me, of like things said, define your... Professional. What kind of things define um, your writing style? Like what's a nuance that you'd be like, oh yeah, I would have said that. <laughs> um, I, I write very much like I talk. Uh, I don't use big, fancy, you know, multiple syllable words. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um so I don't know though. I'd actually I'd have to try it again because it's been. A, I'm it's been curious. A I'm that, I'm yeah. definitely gonna try that because I know you I, can ChatGPT with a you know or ChatGPT four with the plugins yeah. can interface with YouTube, right? So you can ask oh, yeah. it questions about a YouTube video, hundreds and hundreds of YouTube videos up there with transcripts. So I wonder if the AI could could create a, you know oh. a further. Yeah, that's a good point. Because if you're Why talking, not? it's going to yeah. go better than just if you're writing, you know, because I still Correct. write a little bit differently when I talk. Um, and then, you know, when I write books, I have an editor, but still, it's still me, you know. So, yeah, yeah it's just it's like I'm just I'm still so blown away. And it's fun to see all of this AI. We're seeing we're seeing a change. We're seeing the the shift, you know, we're yeah. and I'm I'm the kind of person who I'm not going to cling to what I had. Uh, I'm, I have to move with the tide, otherwise I'll drown. And I'm not going to drown. I'm going to adapt or die. <laughs> you know, it's like it's that kind of thing. But it's it's also you know like I think you even said the word like pivoting. Um, mm -hmm. Like my photography business is not dead. I know it's going to change, and that's yeah. probably the best I can do right now. I know things are going to change. I'm always going to be a photographer. I will always create photographs. Uh, whether or not it's you know i'm going to teach as long as i do i don't know i'm not sure my life may change things mm -hmm. might be different um and the the figgy designs uh books that i'm making those are uh, really i really enjoy doing them that's that's probably one of the biggest things for me is i really enjoy doing it i mean some could argue that i'm taking away other people's jobs illustrators mm. you know mm. i know that there are are probably people who are really into coloring books who might have a problem with AI generated coloring books. And if you do, then don't buy my stuff, you know, but yeah. um, if you don't like, I don't just like create like 30 pictures and just slap them in a book. You know, I curate, I Photoshop if I need to, I look for funny things like six fingers on a hand, you know, I, I, I make sure that they're still good because there's still a uh, design and craft involved with uh, doing this. You know, there are a ton of crappy picture or crappy books out there. Uh, you know, like if you were to go on Amazon and you're trying to find a coloring book, there's a bunch of stuff now it's getting over flooded. It's going to, yeah. but the things will always rise to the top. Um, and so I'm just taking the skills that I've, I've I've created and learned on my own over the past 15 plus years. You know, a lot of it is design. Um, I, I think I'm just lucky in the fact that it's something that I enjoy 
that I'm that. And, and so I'm, I'm kind of working with that and, and trying to find a way to survive in this, in this like sea change, you know, of, of everything with AI. And that's the thing, isn't it? You know, the, the, the mindset, I think you've already won with that mindset. Because the the people that lose, in my opinion, not that I'm some sage or anything, but I think the the people that lose are the ones that are going to make the statement. And this has happened in history over and over. People that make the statement, you know what, I've done it this way for you know, 50 years, I'm not switching to this thing over there. That's not even, you know, poo-pooing the new thing because they've got so much of their lifetime and, you know, blood, sweat and tears invested in the old way. Switching to the new way seems scary, right? And I got to relearn all this stuff. And the playing field is (laughs) now somebody could just type a sentence and do what it took me seven years to figure out. Right. I mean, I thought that that digital photography right now, before AI, was like amazing. You know, I'd see people, I knew somebody a couple years ago, I went through a coding class in 2019, and I met this guy, Matt, and he's an amazing photographer, and he only had a camera for, I don't even think, a year. And he was creating these amazing pictures. And I just always, that's so cool. It's crazy. You can pick up a camera, learn from YouTube, and just create these beautiful photos. And now you Mm -hmm. don't even need a camera. Yeah, but like you with what you were saying, you know, people who are just like so stubborn with, oh, I'm going to keep doing it this way. Um, that it reminds me of, you know, kind of not really on the AI path, but uh, parallel to the photography discussion of like photography dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Instagram. Uh, I, I've, if anyone's, ever, if anyone's noticed, um, maybe they haven't. I have not really been on on social media much in the past, probably six months or so. I just, I kind of felt like I needed to step away from it, and I don't know if it's going to be permanent or if, um, you know, my, all my accounts are still active. I haven't like, I'm not going to like delete anything, but, um, I just felt kind of like for my own mental health <laughs> and my own sanity, I just needed to step away from it because it, it felt like I constantly had to create things that weren't necessarily me or from me. Uh, like Instagram, for example, uh, if you want to continue, if you want to build a following, and this, so I'm, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want people to think that when I'm saying all this, that you can't still create and post because we're like, I'm still going to create photos and most of them are just going to sit on my computer because I love to create photos. It's not because I need to share them with everyone. It's because I love to do it. And the same thing can be with all of the social media sites out there, all the community sites out there. But for people who want to monetize or grow their following or become influencers, it's going to be difficult if you are still in the mindset of being a still photographer because things are moving towards video, mm-hmm. shorts, TikTok. And it's, you have to, if you want to, let's say I was like, I really want to be big on an Instagram, but I don't want to do video and I don't want to do shorts and I don't want to do stories. Well, you're not probably going to do very well on Instagram. Correct. Because it's not where Instagram is going. So you have to decide, do I want to do well on Instagram and maybe go against the grain for what I want to do? Or do you want to do what you want to do and find the road and the path that's going to take you into that direction? And that's what I'm doing. I'm going, okay, well, I love photography. I'm still going to going to do it and I'm still going to create things and you'll still see me, see me on my website. You'll still get my emails. I'll still have my community, but I'm going to do this other thing because this other thing, you know, I'm going to kind of fill in the gaps with what I can't do with my photography business, with my book stuff, with my activity books, because I enjoy it. It's fun and it is making me money. And yeah. that's kind of always going to be the bottom line when it comes to business is we have, it's a business, you know, I can't keep doing this if I'm not going to make any income from it. Because and then I will die, <laughs> you know, yeah. I have to, I ha- we have to earn a living with it. If we're going to, you know, obviously a lot of people are, are doing photography and they're not making money from it and that's fine. Yeah. And that might be me one day too. But, um, 
You know, I, I can't just not make money because I have to pay my bills and I have to pay my yeah, mortgage. Yeah, it's called living. It's, it's right? a reality. It is a reality. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and that pivot thing. I don't know. You know, pivot. Like as an industry, like you might argue that, yeah, the whole photography industry, all photographers everywhere need to pivot in this new direction. I think it's it's I don't know. This is more nuanced than that. I think it's more of the the photographers need to even the word photography. Right. It's myopic and mm -hmm. it is. I do this and photography represents a two dimensional image, you know, composed with the rule of thirds and this and that and the colored harmony and the symmetry, or, you know, and I, I end up with an image that I can put somewhere in the physical world or share online. Boom. When the reality is, I think because of where tools are going and where these these consumption devices, you know, how ubiquitous they are there, we we become more just creators right or you know i used to say back in the day multimediographers you know i was, I was <laughs> yeah. preaching that i've been preaching that for a decade you know the whole true, you're more not, true now than it has ever been <laughs> yeah right you're not just a photographer you can create audio you can create experiences now you know with apple and their thing the the vision <laughs> headset thing you'll be able to create entire experiences yeah. to tell the story versus trying to get it in one frame or even linearly with video so yeah to 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 pigeonhole yourself and not you know it sounds negative but you know you, you can specialize of course but i think to to limit yourself maybe that's a better phrase to limit yourself and not pay attention to all these other technologies whether it's ai um, in all of its forms you know generative and language models etc or even the vr stuff or the 360 stuff or just audio what could you do there or like you you know i'm creating books it's media it's multimediography yeah. you know you're still a creator you're making you're making cool stuff and sharing it with people one of the things you do one of the little cool tools in your utility belt is photography now, right? <laughs> so. I, you know, it's funny you're saying that. And I'd be like, now it's almost like when people ask, what do I do? I'd be like, I'm a creator. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it, I'm a publisher. I'm a photographer. I'm, you know, I'm a designer. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a web builder. You know, I, like, I do all of these things. And it's just when you have your own business and you have the, you know, I know a lot of people pay other people to do things and there's nothing wrong with that. I always wish that I could do that. And it's not because I couldn't afford it. It's because I didn't want to hand over the control. And in a way, yeah. I'm glad I didn't because now I have all of these uh, skills on my belt for all the things I need to do. Uh, but ultimately, you know what I want? <laughs> I want to slow my life down. And it's mm. funny because I, I, I say that and it's almost against what is almost happening with everything. You know, everything's getting faster and it's getting easier and it's getting crazier. And I'm like, you know, I live out in the country now. We got some chickens, we got some ducks, I'm starting to garden and we, you know, like, I, I just, I want to, I want to have a, a more fulfilling home life where I can create, I can spend half my day making, making content, making books, doing photography stuff, whatever. And then the other half, I can be out in my garden. I could be cleaning mm -hmm. my house. I could be cooking dinner. You know, I, I maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe I'm going through a midlife crisis. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I'm just, just evolution. Kind of, you know, yeah, I think it's just yeah. you're just a, you're a, you're. I mean, you're a talented human being that knows how to do stuff and has a passion. You know, to where you focus that is is the choice that you need to make. I think right yeah. because you're not you're not going to go sit on the couch and start watching <laughs> soap operas all day. You know, whatever. You know, yeah. you you're you have you. You know, I know you. You have to funnel your energy into something and. 
you know, it goes back to like Tim Ferriss back in the day with four hour work week when he was talking about lifestyle design, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. the way that I designed that version of my life no longer suits me. I need to redesign it into something that, you know, keeps me enthusiastic about getting up every day. And that is the A, B and C now. Right. So I don't think it has to do with aging. Maybe it does a little bit, you know, and just being more experienced and easier to get frustrated, I think. Right? Yeah, maybe. You know, we can yeah. see we can see what, what things were. And, you know, I'm, everyone has their nostalgia. And, you know, but I, I'm ha I, I also embrace I embrace things and I embrace change because if I don't, then I'll, I'll just be grumpy and, and bitter. And I don't, I'm not, that's not me in general. I'm a very happy person. Um, but you know, like I know I've been kind of talking a little bit about like what my side of things are with AI and how I'm kind of navigating it. But I'm curious, like what do you, you know, like here, here, I feel like I'm the host now. Um, yeah. what, what do you think about things it's like people uh, doing, different types of photography who's, you know, cause my business was never, uh, when I did stock photography, I was making money directly through my, my photography sales. Um, but it transitioned into where I was making money through my books, my video courses, my presets, my textures, and, and all of those things. I've never really had a, a formal photography business where I had clients and, you know, or had sponsors and had me go out and do things. But how do you think that's going to change with people who do landscape photography or weddings or portraits or, or is it in some cases? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, good question. I think, yeah, I think it is going to change. And I think, well, you know, some some industries or genres faster than others. Uh, but I think you'll start seeing people. You got to skate to where the puck is going to be. Right. And it's a it's a it's a capitalistic kind of economy that we live in where it's there's competitive forces at play they're going to force you as a provider of a service to keep up with what everyone else is doing when everyone else starts saying you know say for example with senior portraits you know the 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 whole idea of okay you could do a standard senior portrait session and give them all the things and the prints and oh you're progressive because you're going to give them web version sized images as well right um yeah. or do you pivot into where things are going and say you know as part of this package i've taken a bunch of your images and had the ai generate a hundred different variants <laughs> of you right doing these different things as part of the Would overall package yeah yeah or <laughs> yeah whatever yeah just these things I mean, and i think yeah go ahead oh i was gonna say there's you know i want my my I want to say, because of the, the pace that things used to go, you know, normally it'd be like, oh, and in five years, things might change to something else. And then another five years. No, in six months, things are going to change. You know, we're going to get there. Like right now, you can't really take. So I use MidJourney. That's like the, the AI of, you know, generative AI that I like to use for uh, creating mm -hmm. images. Yeah. Um, and right now you can't really take, I, I might be by design, you know, cause they don't really want to have like fake images and, you know, going down dirty paths with that of somebody's face and on a different type of body, for example. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like there is going to be some type of use for that. That is going to be legitimate use, you know, uh, maybe Photoshop. I'm not sure uh, where you can do that. You can say, okay, you know, crap, we didn't get that picture of us uh, in, um, in front of the Eiffel Tower. So let's take this other picture and, and just like tell it to make us look exactly like we're standing in front of it and we're not just a bad Photoshop job in front of yeah. it. So, or, <laughs> yeah. or a wedding picture, you know, like get a few pictures. I mean, but see, I think that's where my old brain wants to say, well, weddings, I don't know. 
wedding photography may survive. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want all, I don't want photography to die. I don't, it's, it's hard to see this. There's almost like this mourning process that I feel like I'm going through, like mm-hmm. seeing things change while also seeing, you know, like other things being, becoming new. Um, and that's kind of part of the like mental thing you have to do to actually like feel okay with all of this. But I, I mean, if somebody's going to get married, you want to, photograph and capture those memories. You don't want them to be fabricated unless it's like fixing a wardrobe malfunction or something, you know, or, or, you know, you didn't want uncle Joe in the picture because he's, he's whatever, you know, so you get him out of the picture. Um, but you could do that in Photoshop before anyways, it's just going to be a lot easier with AI. Uh, but you know, I feel like there are going to be some like event type, uh, photography, uh, you know, those things are probably still going to survive. Um, but like standard portraits, like you said, it might just be, okay, we'll come in for your headshot. They have a very easy, simple headshot and then maybe a body shot, you know? So you're still representing the true person and you're not just slapping them on someone else's body. Maybe some people would want that, but you know, if you actually want to document that person, um, and then you just go from there and then you just, like you said, here's all the different AI things that it generated. Which one do you want? Um, yeah. at, at what point though, does that become like, Oh no, it just looks like everybody else, you know, like the yeah. face tune, yeah, you know, the people who, they face tune themselves and they just look like all the women look like the exact same women because they're all face tuning themselves the exact same way. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's interesting that the, with yes, as we record this is it's, uh, June 6th, 2023. <laughs> yes. Yesterday, uh, Apple uh, announced that headset, which I'm sure, yeah. you know, if you're oh, watching yeah. this years from now, you know, it's probably <laughs> taken over the world by now or something. Uh, yeah, right. But w- one of the features, did you notice one of the features in there was a camera? Oh, yes. And they, they kind of put it in there mid-sentence. We've developed the world's first, I don't know if they said world's first or our first or industry's first, uh, 3D camera. So with the headset on, you can click a button and it will take a picture of the scene in three dimensions so that you can later play back that scene in video or stills and look around. Uh, it's like that, Minority uh, Report. Yeah, exactly like Minority Report. So I saw that and I'm thinking that is a new paintbrush for yeah. photographers to be able to tell stories with and train other people on how to do creative things with and all, all the things. So I'm thinking, you know, as I look at that kind of stuff, the again, the photographers that may get left behind are the ones that look at that and like, ah, it's not real photography, you know, real photography, you're in a dark room with a safe light and you're dipping and dunking and doing all that stuff. You know, those people, you know, more power to them, but train's going to leave the station and you're going to be like, oh, if only I had gotten involved in 2023, I'd be yeah. sitting pretty right now. Right. So that that's thing. But, you know, it's, I think it's a, it's a matter of keeping your mind open for this kind of stuff. The whole cliche of lifelong learner, right? Which is true. You got, you can't, you can't atrophy because your atrophy is like a shark stopping, you know, swimming. Yep. You just, you're done at that point, hang it up. Um, but yeah, we, yeah, it's, it's crazy. One of, one of the things I wanted to throw at you are, or at you at is, you know, when you when you look at the photographers that are coming up today, and you're an educator, so you're the the perfect one of the perfect people to ask this question to. The photographers that are coming up today, and in you know, let's call it in the old days, five years ago, ten, 10 years ago, in the old days, it was 
and still is still is but you know in the old days it was f-stops shutter speed iso composition you know color harmony in the image symmetry asymmetry to make an interesting photo retouching posing people if you're doing that the fundamentals of photography genre dependent were always kind of rock solid these are this is the basics of how you do stuff i feel like that's gone for the most part you know or at least radically altered or more flexible now because of the tools we have if you crop somebody and the picture would have been better if you had positioned them at the rule of thirds you can extend the side of the frame out on the side to make a more interesting photo removing the need to have been a good enough photographer to catch it on the frame right so what as an educator how would you advise people that want that are wanting to get in they want to be a photographer or they want to be a multimediographer or whatever how do they start somebody's brand new they're just like i see this industry i could see you know it's in the middle of some sort of transition but i still have stories to tell and i want to do this what what should i do nicole <laughs> well there are definitely still people who want to be photographers it's not like I don't know, like oil painters, you know, like the, everybody in the, you know, 1700s, maybe being an oil painter was like, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> that was being an artist, you know, and not that obviously people still want to be, want to be painters too, but um, there definitely are people who want to get good at photography. Um, when I started this and when you started this, you know, it was 2008, 2009. Um, and <laughs> digital was still very new. It was, I, I can remember going through, I, I took some, I was like, I just got out of the military and so I was in California and I was like, oh, I'll take some just community college classes because I was, I still considered myself like I was still learning photography. I knew photography, but I wanted to learn more. And so I took some uh, like community college classes. I took like a semester or a quarter or whatever on uh, photography. And there was one class I went to and I had to get permission from the instructor. Like she gave me like, had to give me like special, I mean, it was her class. So she just chose, but she basically had to decide whether or not it was okay for me to use my digital camera because I was the only person in that entire class that um, was using digital. Now it was Monterey, California. So, you know, I don't know if that makes any difference, but it was, you know, not like the heart of Silicon Valley or anything like that. It was really close, but it was still like, you know, I was like, seriously, what's wrong with digital? And I kind of like, I kind of felt like this, like this, like snooty kind of like vibe from you know some of the people and there was one student who was like basically saying i'm going to be a photojournalist but i'm never going to use digital and i'm like good luck with that you know yeah. i could see that even i mean you can't i mean are there photo photojournalists anymore you know there's another industry that mm -hmm. has changed a lot too obviously mm -hmm. there are but there's fewer of them um yeah. but as for somebody who wants to get started with this i mean it's hard to say because I, I'm not, you know, I'm, if I was half my age, I might have a better perspective. Uh, you know, there's people who are going to have a much easier time learning all of this, first of all, uh, because of everything, because of things that you and I have created, because of things that everyone else who's, who's, who's taught photography uh, or, or is on TikTok sharing photo tips or is there, you know, and you don't have to pay for it anymore. You know, you pay by being the product, by, by watching advertisements or maybe paying YouTube $10 a month. Uh, so it's, and that's, you know, that's where I see in regards to education is I think slowly going to kind of like, like just kind of whittle away because you can get so much information out there for very little. And if you want, um, if you want more than that, then you pay more for that. You know, you pay one-on-one, -on -one. you go on workshops, you do those types of things. Um, 
I don't know. It's 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 really really hard to say because there's there's just so much out there, you, and it, and things move so fast that you can learn yeah. in a week the things that it took me five years to learn how to do. You know, when I was yeah. just starting, uh, and I, I'm not even I don't even feel like I'm exaggerating when I say that. Like I truly feel that you know because there's so many good photographs out there. Um, and, I mean, this is kind of an aside, and I kind of just thought of this and it's some, somehow it sparked in my head. But I was trying to create. Um, so sometimes I, I've started just just recently started using AI to create example images for like if I'm teaching like Luminar. So I have like a Luminar uh, book that I just released. And so every once in a while, I'd be like, you know, I could probably create because I'm not tre- teaching photography in this book. I'm teaching the software. So I was like, I have no problem creating AI images for some of the things that I want to show if it's going to be a really good representation on how to use this software. You know, yep. so I would create a few things here and there. And one of the tools that Luminar Neo has is a background, like a bokeh filter for portraits. It was so hard to get, and I, I don't even think I did a very good job with it, to get uh, Midjourney to create a photo, uh, you know, portrait picture without a blurry background. Because that's what everybody, they strive for that. You know, I can mm-hmm. remember being a very new photographer or helping people who were new photographers and using SLRs, you know, digital SLRs where before, you know, before we had the live preview and the instant feedback on our cameras. Yeah. Um, how do I get a blurry f- photo? It looks blurry when I look through the camera because it's stopping it. All, you know, it's all the way open. Your lens is all the way open. And then you click that shutter, it stops all the way down to F11 and everything's in focus. How do I get it blurry? You know, so you so then it's, it's, it's hard to teach somebody if they can't see it in their head, if they don't have the experience, but now there, you don't need to see it in your head because you can see it right away, or you can prompt it on, on AI and see it right away. And then, and then quickly go, Oh, I understand the difference between a shallow depth of field and a narrow depth of field, you know, or a wide depth of field. And, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just yeah. so much easier to learn. And if you want oh, to learn 100%. something, you can learn it. And that's like, I don't even know where to tell people to start. I'd be like, I don't know, Google it. You want to learn how to that's what I do. Like, yeah. I, I think it's kind of silly when I, when I, sometimes I'll get questions uh, from people or I'll, or I'll just like, I'll go and I'll see something on Reddit, you know, cause I've scrolled Reddit. <laughs> That's probably the one so, social media that I like to use. I just scroll it and see what all the ridiculous things are. But people ask questions and I'm like, you could have just Googled it. <laughs> That's yeah. always my, I don't, right? I don't write that but in my head. I'm like, why didn't you In just the Google time it? you ranted this, you could have Googled it. Right? I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm the kind of person where if I'm caught contacting like support, or something it's because i have exhausted everything po- that i possibly could have done to figure it out on my own and that's probably why i am good at so many things because i just sit down and go oh i'm gonna learn how let me figure out how to do this oh i figured yeah. it out hey i just learned something new in the process i didn't even know that so yeah that's the key right there know. yeah same yeah. here i'm a i'm a project-based learner right so yeah yeah like when I was when I was building the Twip website, you know, I had to figure out WordPress and how all that worked and the problems and the pluses and the you know, all the things. But now I understand it. So now I understand WordPress, you know. But it wasn't like, you know what? Uh, I should probably learn WordPress one day yeah. and then go buy a bunch of WordPress 101 books and try to internalize it. it has to be something that's real for me. It has to be something that's real and that has a uh, either a self-imposed deadline or a real deadline that I'm marching There's- to. I got to get all this done. You just answered the question. If you want to learn how to do something, then create a project for yourself, like, uh, and then and then figure out all the things you need for that project. Like, if you want to learn InDesign, tell yourself you're going to make a book 
and you're going to use InDesign and gosh darn it, you're going to learn how to use InDesign. I've been using InDesign for uh, over a decade with my photography books and I've been using it also for my KDP. It's all, you know, the, the figure designs, the books, the activity books, I mm-hmm. publish them through Kindle Direct Publishing on Amazon. So that's KDP. Um, I use in, uh, InDesign for all of that and I have learned out of necessity how to do things because I've been creating, you know, a couple dozen books or whatever in the past six months. And that's how I've learned things is like going, oh man, if only I knew this when I was doing it with my photography stuff, because I'm just making so many more of them. But yeah, yeah, that's that's your answer. Create, Give yourself a task or a project with a deadline, tell people about it, make sure that there is accountability and do it. And you will learn how to do something. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And the, I predict one of the next things that you're gonna do is create a book on how to manage KDP and build digital books <laughs> with the whole workflow oh, of Midjourney yeah. and Chat GPT and all that. It's you know that's not a bad idea, but yeah. I kind of just want to be the person doing the things. You know, yeah. like I, for so long, I've and I still am, but for so long, I've been I've been teaching, and uh, you know, it's like I just I just want to I want to transition to a different type of thing, you know, where I can, I can go, oh, I'm going to sit down for two hours today and push out this book I've been working on or start a book from start to finish. And sometimes it's that easy to do, depending on what I'm making. Um, and then not have to check my emails and, you know, not have to just, just see how much money I've made for the day and go, okay, now I can go, now I can go water my plants. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, you know? Yeah. 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 Again, lifestyle design, right? You want to design the lifestyle that fits the current you versus an older you or a hypothetical future you, you know, what, what do you think, what do you think, um, you know, back to the photography industry and it's, you know, long live photography or photography is dead. Long live photography. Long live AI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long live AI. Uh, yeah. so the kind of business is blue sky, right? The kind of businesses you think AI will enable or, or, you know, kind of like, um, mm-hmm. like, like we talked about, the the industry like stock photography that AI likely is eating and picking its teeth with right now, um, but or or if you look here, another example is drones. So drones and and or the commercialization of consumer drones rather, where you know they have the technology. A lot of it came from the the advent of the iPhone. I'm looking at my iPhone right here. So, um, but from the advent of the iPhone, like the accelerometer and the digital compass and altimeter and all that stuff on a chip that was miniaturized and made um, on mass. So now another industry can start using those and build things that weren't even previously conceived of before. Now they can do it. So I'm wondering what is the drone moment? you know, for this, for this, you know, I don't know, the creative industry, like what kind of businesses are we going to see show up? Uber, for example, Uber, Lyft, all those guys, no one thought about that business model before iPhone showed up, you know, it was all cabs or buses or whatever, right? And now we have a brand new way of getting that changed the world, right? A brand new way of getting around that people can use. What do you think? A, something brand new that AI might enable. And maybe you don't want to tell me because it might be a billion dollar no, idea that we're telling. Like, if, I, if I had one, I wouldn't, t- I, w- I might tell you, but I wouldn't tell everyone because it, it, would, it, it would be the next Uber or Lyft or whatever, you know, that's like, right. That's, that's what's exciting about this is that we have no idea. Like, here's what I want. I want a holodeck. <laughs> I want yes. Star Trek technology. I want a replicator. Like how far yeah. away is that? Is that even possible? Yeah. We can 3d yeah. print. Can we 3D yeah. print 
can I go and 3D print a pizza? You know, can I plug in the the, pep, the Pizza Hut or whatever you're, you know, I don't even think I've had Pizza Hut in years, but, you know, like <laughs> plug in whatever you want and then it makes it for you and it tastes exactly like it. That's what yeah. I want. Now, I mean, we're many, many, many years, if if even in our lifetime. Um, yeah. But with the AI, I'm sorry, with the Apple thing, that could be the start of, yes. you know, holodeck type. I mean, obviously you're not going to be able to touch and feel, um, at least you're not going to be able to touch and feel what, what you know, it's, I don't know. I, I don't really know the full extent of what the Apple thing can do, but it sounds like you might be able to create a room where you can walk around and just see things, you know, and walk through yeah. and maybe get like, like birds chirping because you're walking through the forest and it looks like you're walking through the forest. You can't touch and feel things. It doesn't smell like anything, but I tell you what, I watch Star Trek. We watch, we're going through this like Star Trek, the next generation, getting through the whole series because Jason's never seen all of it. So I was like, let's watch what? all of the Star Treks. I know, right? Nice. He's getting there. He's getting there. He loves it. And so it's like our, you know, he comes home from work. We make, I make dinner. We sit down and like, what's the next episode? So we're watching Star Trek. And with uh, AI and using Mid Journey and all of these things, it really changes my perspective on some of the things like when they go and they walk up to the holodeck and I sound, this is like super nerdy for those who haven't seen Star Trek. I'm sorry. But you, you know, you walk up to the holodeck and you say, uh, I want to go to a really cool, beautiful waterfall scene, you know, with birds chirping and make it. And then it, it, they don't give any more than that. They just say, like, you know, give me a beautiful scene of a waterfall. And they walk in and it's gorgeous. And I'm like, that's like prompting. You know, I could do the <laughs> totally. exact same thing. It's just a still photo. And yeah. it's it's still filling in the gaps. But then they stand there and they go, no, I don't want those flowers. I want these flowers. So they change the, the computer changes them or, you know, I want this. Uh, no, I don't want that kind of music playing in the background. I want this. So they change it. And it's just it's, it's exactly the same. And it's it just is. it's so crazy. And how how innovative the creators were who made this stuff. And, and I don't know if maybe you know, is life imitating art in this? Are we, do we see what people have come up with as, you know, science fiction and then slowly we're moving towards that? Or was it just inevitable and they just could see it that far behind? You or know, both. Like the, yeah. You know, yeah. 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 Are science fiction writers prolific and they can yeah. imagine things that are probably going to be, well, that's the science and the fiction. Yeah. I remember the same thing. Remember the Star Trek of the seventies. I remember, uh, the or for the folks that aren't Trekkies, the original Star Trek with William <laughs> Shatner as Captain Kirk in there. Uh, but remember the pads they had back then? They had the mm -hmm. little pads mm -hmm. and the captain would, you know. Yeah, well, they had communicators, or maybe it was maybe it was next generation. They had pads, but they, they had, had communicators. And, yeah. They have yeah. pads in the next generation, and they have to hand them around. And I'm like, they don't have the cloud yet. They haven't even <laughs> thought of the cloud yet. Everything would be in the cloud, or like as for sorry, security, sorry the board, the board like, can, the board can, can hack that. Yeah, right, right. Like there was like a there was like an episode where they were handing around these little like chips of they were like these little like they look like little USB drives, and they mm -hmm. had music on them. And I'm like. That's the cloud. Why don't they just use the cloud? They didn't know. This was the 90s. You know, that yeah. it didn't even exist in their mind yet. They, they yeah. thought pretty far in, ad in advance, you know, with pads and, you know, the computers and everything. But it's funny because we'll talk about, we'll watch an episode and I'd be like, why didn't they have a backup of their computer when this, this alien took over? They would have been <laughs> fine if you just had hard copies. You know, I just totally overanalyze it. And I'm such a geek. But um, oh, yeah. but it's yeah. still, they're very, they're very, it's, it's fun seeing that. And then, you know, seeing what we have now and how it's actually kind of slowly moving. Well, it's moving towards that to some extent. Um, I don't know if we're ever going to get to like a, uh, what's it called? The... Um, post-scarcity society, uh, which I know that mid journey is all about that. That's one of the things mm -hmm. I like about them just because of their, um, 
the way that they think and the culture that they that they kind of embrace uh, yeah. with community and, and creation and stuff like that's one of the things I like about I, I do use it commercially and they, they're not it's fine to do it that way you know if you pay for it but um, I do like the way that they that they kind of approach that but anyways, I'm yeah. kind of going on another tangent I don't there know. I, um, I just wonder yeah I wonder like there's so much f- like forward-looking I, I guess mm-hmm. that's the point of this whole this whole episode is it's <laughs> a wide open field right now. We you know I, the hyperbole of is photography dead? No, like I said, conservation of energy it, it's not dying; it's morphing into into mm-hmm. something different. And can you be Nostradamus and skate to where the puck is going to be? And I think of yeah, I, nerding out, no inside information at all here, and just me kind of guessing and building my own science fiction hypotheses in my head, but I think of Apple, multi-trillion dollar company, right? Um, <laughs> with, with, and they make their own chips, by the way, and they have a built-in ecosystem for selling digital assets, whether it be songs, movies, you know, eBooks, whatever. They already have that infrastructure that they've been banging on for years and it's pretty much bulletproof now. So they have that in place. They've been gathering data with the iPhones and understanding how optics work for with computational photography and using LIDAR for depth mapping, all that stuff. So they have all this, all this, these, this capability in one place. And then I look at the photography industry and I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if, like like Marvel's what if, what if Apple bought a company like Nikon for their glass works, right? So now they have a bunch of really good glass. And then they, this is fiction here, by the way. Then they, <laughs> they found some money in the couch cushions and bought Adobe. So now they have instant street cred in AI and with all creators right out there. So they own all that space. And then they say, you know what? Um, we're going to disrupt photography. We're going to build a device that kind of looks like these goggles, but it's going to be a, a, a advanced amateur slash professional photography. Maybe we won't call it a camera. You know, it's a thing that allows you mm-hmm. to capture media in 3D and 2D and audio and, you know, capture the world around you. And it goes up to the cloud. And it does this computational photography th- stuff. And it's awesome. And by the way, you can put Nikon glass on <laughs> if you need to or whomever, you know, or mounts for your particular uh, or adapters. Yeah. What if an Apple did that and just came in and made our little point and shoot, you know, beautiful cameras or mirrorless cameras instantly antiquated overnight? Right. As long as they don't make me embed it like into my brain, then I might use it. <laughs> Neuralink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that whole world, that whole world is just crazy to me. So what if what's missing from from the space right now from an education standpoint? Because it, it seems very sparse. I see some people putting out courses here and there, like like I think our mutual friend Colin Smith down in mm-hmm. um, Southern California, he just put out a course on uh, generative fill in Adobe and, and Firefly and all that. So, yeah. you know, and he's, he runs Photoshop Cafe. So obviously he's got to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm wondering, when are we going to start seeing a mass of training come in? Like, you know, power user chat GPT or chat GPT for copywriters or, you know, the missing manual for chat GPT. When are we going to start, start seeing that kind of stuff? 
I honestly don't know if we will see it like in a commercialized aspect as opposed to just see, finding things on YouTube or free content because yeah. I hope I'm wrong to some extent. I want I want content to be freely available, but I also don't want people's you know livelihoods to suffer. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, and this hap- this is still this still happens with software that you know like creating. I create software it can be updated and immediately obsolete. You know the book or the training that I created and these programs, you know, ChatGPT, um, MidJourney, they are either constantly evolving or they change so quickly that you can't, you know, as soon as you create something, it's, it's, it's already, it's already old. There's no evergreen content with this is basically, <laughs> is basically yeah, what I'm trying true. to say. You know I mean? You still have like, you still have like older versions you can work with, you know, with the, with, when you're working with things, but like, I'm the person who's like, why would I use the old one when I have the new one? It's going to be better, you know, unless there's a very specific reason that I would use an older version of an AI, you know, uh, the AI software that is available. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if there, if there ever will be anything that's other than just, all right, here's the new features of mid journey 5.1 or whenever six comes out, you know, or uh, this is what's happening. And this is what I figured out. And, you know, because I'll search for things and I'll look things up and then I'll find something. I'll be like, Oh, that's old. That's not going to work. Or it used to work and then it doesn't work, you know, because they change things. They're they're very smart. The, all the AI companies, I I only follow Midjourney, so I don't really know much about. Well, I am using I use Adobe stuff too. Uh, uh, the, like Firefly. Um, I'm really excited for Firefly for some of their text capabilities and of course the generative fill. But um, they they are. I know like uh, Midjourney has discussed things like you know, making sure that certain words like politics, you know, politicians, uh, maybe they, I don't think they've actually come out and said this, but they have talked about it in their office hours on, they do it every Wednesday, um, mentioned how maybe they will suppress some of those words during certain times of the year, you know, like Mm -hmm. the election time that's coming up in about a year. Um, and so maybe there's other things that they're going to change. And so education on some things may not even be relevant or it it doesn't work, you know, and everybody wants things to work. I mean, like I have one of the, the things I love about Photoshop so much. And I love it, but there's so many different apps out there. Um, but, you know, like, let's say on one is a great example. I have products uh, I've created, you know, five, six years ago, maybe a little bit more for on one that are completely obsolete now because the software has just changed so much. And the same goes for some of my Luminar content. You know, I have older books when Luminar uh, kind of maybe just came out and this is maybe only like four years ago, five years ago, uh, you know, that I maybe had some content or some like a book or a training course. And it's already, it's already like, it's not evergreen. It's not going to, you know, meaning it's, it's not going to continue to sell because that software doesn't exist anymore. Whereas I have videos on YouTube for Photoshop that are, that I did in like 2009 and they still, they still apply. It's still applicable. Like the, 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 there may be a better way to do it now, but the technique that I show, it's still valid. Uh, you know, so you can't say the same thing for a lot of things that are transitioning and moving and changing and growing, especially with AI, because they're going to, it's going to evolve so fast that we won't be able to keep up with it. I feel, I felt like I was behind the curve when I got into doing this, like in January and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's been out since August. Where was I? <laughs> you know, however long it'd been out. Um, I felt like I was already behind. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, I'll talk to some of my friends and I'll be like, they'll, they'll have no idea what I'm talking about. So it's like, we, some people kind of live in different worlds with this. There might be people listening to your podcast who had, who had no idea what mid journey was until we started mentioning it, you know, or maybe, I mean, I think everybody knows what chat GPT is because that's just like, uh, you know, that made it to like a South park episode. So yeah, it's, that's totally. everywhere. Um, but 
I think there's some things that people are going to kind of like be finding discovering for the first time. And that's just how it works. You know, like it kind of trickles here and it trickles. I think I actually heard about mid journey from you just in a brief conversation. And I was like, well, I got to look this up. This is cool. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so I yeah. was like, let me look this up. Um, but eventually it's all just going to be so mainstream and it's just uh, information is going to be out there. Uh, people are open and willing to share to some extent. I don't think people will openly share all of their prompts, you know, like their exact right. string of prompts that they used for certain things that they make, because that is the creation of that's how yeah. that is what um, I'm trying to think of how it would relate into with photography. It's like almost like personally proprietary information, like what we're using to create these things, because it's a different yeah. type of skill now. With um, It's crazy. There's words. this there's this. I just pulled this up real quick. Oh, yeah. I just loaded, um, <laughs> you know, prompts. Right. So check this out. Yeah. So promptbase.com, <laughs> yeah, if, if folks, if you haven't heard of this, promptbase.com is a marketplace for Dolly, <laughs> GPT, Midjourney, Stable Diffusion, and ChatGPT prompts where you can actually buy them and, you know, if not get a head start on what you want to create or just <laughs> use it wholesale out of the bo out of the box. And they, they show you what you're going to get and they tell you what the prompt is about. And it's five bucks to get it. I mean, five bucks for a string of text. Right. Yeah. What? But why not? See, I, I think guess? that's I mean, that's going to happen. It's kind of like how people have opened up Etsy shops with AI art. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But it's going to be one of those things where it's not going to be this is creepy <laughs> looking at these look he's so just to, to for those listening to this and not seeing it there's like these prompts for these like baby versions of all these celebrities and they're weird looking i don't even know how to describe them old celebrities in infancy oh my gosh that's even weirder so <laughs> but people selling ai art you know and it's just and that's great and there's it's one of those things where you have to jump in quick and do it take your money and run and then you're done yeah. You know, and it sure. might, the same thing might even be for what I'm doing with the KDP stuff. You know, if enough people get into it, um, I feel like I have I, I feel like I do have an advantage because I do create good book covers. I have good content. Um, everything I do, I, I have I have a very high standard for myself with the quality of work that I create. And so I don't really let that suffer at all. And I don't let slip uh, when I'm working on something and it doesn't really matter what it is. Um, so, you know, that's where I feel like I'm going to thrive. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe in five years I'll be pivoting to something else. Yeah. Know. And that's the magic of it. You know, yeah. the, one thing you were talking about with the training bit and how fast things are moving these days, does it, does, do you think there's, you know, speaking of reinvention, uh, is there a need to reinvent sort of the concept of this this distance learning stuff, whereas the, the metaphor till kind of now has been, you know, here's a topic, like the courses you create, here's a topic, I'm gonna dive into it so you don't have to, I'm gonna make it, break it down into digestible bits, I'm gonna create the assets and create videos and upload them, put a price on it, you can buy it, you get username, password, you can access and watch them at your leisure. That, that model, because AI is moving so fast and so aggressively, maybe it's time to rethink that model and go more into a, uh, you know, learn as you go. I'm, you know, one exit ahead of you on the road type training, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you up to speed on how this stuff works, but you know, maybe it's community based or maybe it's some other metaphor that doesn't 
that that doesn't claim to be the Bible of this particular thing right now. It's more of mm-hmm. get on this road, get on this ride with us and we're going to take it together. And by virtue of us being together and me being over here, I'm going to keep you up to speed on this technology so you don't have to. You know, I don't know. You think you think there's value there or you know, maybe it's too much work? I don't know. It just seems like there I needs think, to be a shakeup in there. I think the community is like so I know you have the TWIP community. Um, yeah. I have my own I have my own community and I've had to kind of like move it around a little bit and it's in it's on Discord right now. I have a mm. pro uh, community that I'm um I'm I'm just you know, I've I've been it's very inexpensive. I don't really charge very much for it. Um basically what I do is twice a month I, I, I do a live video stage thing on Discord and I, I pick a topic. And you know, next the funny thing is uh, next week's topic is talking about AI and, and I'm gonna show people how to use MidJourney and I'm gonna show people uh, I mean it's photography based, you know, but I, I showed uh, in my last one last week that I did, I do it every Thursday at ten AM uh, with mm-hmm. my pro community on Discord. Um, and you can find out if you wanna if you are curious if those of you listening if you go to nicolesy.com slash community, I think that'll take you uh, over to the community. The community is free, but it has like a pro extension. And that's where I do like these videos where I, I sit down and I think I was showing um, something where I was like, oh, yeah, and this is an AI photo. I just wanted to use that. You know, and I, I did. I mentioned something like that. And so somebody was like, can you show us how to do that? And I was like, I'll show you next time because it's really cool and it's really fascinating. And I think that there's a lot that photographers can get out of it, you know, with certain things, even if it's like a training thing, you know, to, to like just get an idea of what a good photograph looks like. You can learn from that. Um, I think also, and I don't know if this is something that would work, but I, I, I feel like the long form course and books, well, I don't know. I think books might always be a thing if, if it's content that's going to stick around, you know, like, like certain yeah. types of software or you know, like maybe if I did a book on like water drop photography or something, you know, that's not something that, you know, you could create those with AI, but if you really want to do it, then then that's a different story. Um, but one of the things I've considered adding as, you know, something that I would maybe offer as an offering is one-on-one training, which I know a lot of people do already, but I've never really offered that before uh, because, I, but I think that that's where there's going to be more value where, yeah. you know, instead of someone sitting down and figuring out how to do something from a book, um, you know, pay me an, for an hour of my time and I will sit here and show you exactly what you're trying to do and help you through it and hold your hand through it and make sure you can go away with it and send you the video afterwards and, you'll be good to go. And that's, um, I think that's, it's like classroom, it's actual classroom training with a one-on-one instructor. Um, and I feel like that might have some legs to it. Uh, I know I get a lot out of, of, of that when I, uh, you know, like after this conversation or I, I did a, a couple hours before we started chatting, I had a, a Luminar Neo thing with my community. And I, I just, I get, a, I get very energized from having conversations and presenting and talking to people. Um, so I really enjoy that. Even though I'm actually, I would definitely say I'm much more um, introverted than I am extroverted. I really do enjoy social, uh, you know, connections with people. And so I think that the community aspect is something that I do think is going to thrive because people still want and need those connections uh, and not not you know i think i don't know if i'm the only one here but you probably you, you have a, more of like a you, you're more in touch with the photography community than i am because you have a podcast and you have a very active community and you know you are you work for smug mug right so yeah. you actually have that around you whereas i'm just in my little little tiny you know rural community out here and <laughs> i don't really yeah. you know get involved with it um but you might actually see if you know how how things are progressing with that and um you know, if, yeah. if that is actually something. That it's interesting. Towards, there's so. a lot of, I, I'd say there's a lot of questions being asked all over the place about mm-hmm. 
you know, what's next. And, and no one knows mm-hmm. the answer. It feels very similar uh, to the the NFT kind of you know, <laughs> era, yeah. it, right? And how, to, <laughs> what is it? I don't understand yeah. why people are paying for that. You know, how does it's this not work? Over what's yet. The, people stop yeah. trying to do that. <laughs> uh, it's not over. Or did it's AI not over. just amplify it? Oh, goodness. It, it's not <laughs> over. It's, uh, yeah. Who knows? We need to Who put knows? like, um, we need to do like a five year alarm, like put in your calendar five years from now to do another interview with Nicole and we can, you know, we'll be like, do you remember that thing we did five years ago? Yes. My house is an entire holodeck right now. I don't even have we to We should totally it. do it. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, living sure. in, in rented storage containers with yeah. their headsets, right? Like, like what oh, was gosh, that? Like ready, like ready, player uh, ready player one. Ready player one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. And maybe that's where it's, I mean, I hope that our society is not going to that direction, but I think the technology would be amazing. I mean, but, yeah. then, but see, the thing is, like there's a lot of ethical considerations with all of this, you know, and, and how are these companies that's, I think that's part of the problem with these, you know, I'm not like a Nostradamus or anything. I can't look into the future and know exactly what's, what's going to happen or if things are going in the, have the right trajectory, but is, is it, is it ethically moral to create some of the things that we're creating because of the consequences that could arise from them? Like, like people becoming recluses and never leaving their houses, you know, or, I mean, I can't even, I can't, this is like a larger panel discussion. I feel like more people would have better insight onto this, you know, and like, what are the dangers of technology, right? Oh my gosh, the dangers of technology. And it's, it's, and not talking from like a commercial or a a job loss type of uh, aspect, but what are, what are kids going to, to know? Like, Kids are never going to like kids that are born now are never going to know a world without artificial intelligence as mm-hmm. a daily part of their life. And that blows my mind. I mean, I'm blown away by what Photoshop can do. And it's, you know, it's still it's still in beta. It's still a growing AI platform. And right. just just thinking about like what kids are going to think, you know, it, it used to be what are kids going to all kids are going to know are these smartphones, these, you know, darn smartphones people have that shoved in their faces all the time. And now it's like, they're going to look at what I did as, you know, as a, as a photographer, especially with like film, like people would look at, you know, Michelangelo making a sculpture or painting on, you know, the Sistine Chapel or whatever. Like <laughs> right. that was so long ago. It was so long ago. You had to paint that. Well, I could yeah. just type three things in and get exactly what I want, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How did, how did a, you guys it's, survive? It's a, it's a how did yeah, how did you, how did you survive when you had to actually develop film and then you had to print it after you developed it and then no one could see it? Like, how did that even yeah. work? What was the point of that? Yeah, no, we're we're absolutely going to see that. I feel like I, even I have the perspective to look at that and feel like it was so long ago. And I'm not. I'm in my 40s. I'm not that old. But I mean, I say that you know because I'm in my 40s. But I'm. I'm not, I, and I also don't consider myself like the kind of person to cling to tech, to cling to old things and, 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 and feel like, you know, you know, oh, it's darn kids these days. So it's like, no, you, you find ways to work with it. You know, if you want to survive in the industry, you don't have to, if right. this isn't for you, then, you know, get a job at Walmart or whatever, which you find know. another industry. There are many <laughs> yeah, industries. Find another yeah. industry. I mean, I joke, mm-hmm. obviously I, I joke that because I joke that I couldn't get a job in a traditional business because I've been doing this thing my whole life. This is all I know. And if, if, if things died for me, you know, it'd be better off for me to just scrape by with what I can than to get a job that would pay me maybe about the same because I don't have any education. You know, I, so, you know what? I so. got I to gotta call you on that. I got to call you on that. I think that is 
I, I, because I, I, I had the same kind of demons, right? Um, yeah. I, th- I think that is flawed thinking because you're discounting the experience that you've had for what decade plus, you know, plus your mm-hmm. military in there, right? So, yeah. but you, you, you know, you haven't. What you, I would argue that what you've been doing is more valuable than what you'd have been doing at some, you know, some college or, or, or working in even a corporation because you've had to do all the bits, right? From the marketing to the copywriting, to the design, to the product creation, to all the things you are someone who knows all that stuff, not just someone who says they know that stuff and you have a track record to, to back it up. Right. So I think that is much more valuable. So I, I don't think if you decided at some point to jump back into corporate, I don't think it'd be a control alt delete proposition it would (laughs) you take this mountain of what you've built behind you as you move in and you go in with much more mass than you would as just somebody going in there with no experience and hasn't made a dime but they got a college degree from this or they worked at this corporation over there you've like built stuff from the ground up and made it successful and bought houses and all this stuff (laughs) from you know your own sweat equity versus you know so i would i wouldn't discount that i wouldn't discount all the experience because you basically have multiple mbas in small (laughs) business and online and content creation and server administration even you spinning up a discord server right that's that's, This old lady over here, I've got my own Discord server. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, don't discount it because it's, it's a real thing, right? I mean, and it's yeah, easy it to say, I got to, I don't want to, I'm not doing this particular thing like I was doing it before anymore. So all that's gone, you know, when really it's, it's permanent. It's muscle that you've built up. So there's probably yeah. a lot of people that have a similar, you know, like, like me, like, I mean, I, I, I joke, Jason and I joke that I, we both have PhDs. You know, he actually has a fantastic job. And he's like one of those people who just is like rising up on his own, you know, like even he's just he's fantastic. And but we both have PhDs because we both have um, um, public high school diplomas. That's the extent of our um on paper what we have. You know, obviously yeah. I have more experience than that. And I have some training. I've been decoding school I've done you know I mean it was like a boot camp but it was still like I learned a lot in that and I couldn't just immediately get a job as a full stack developer but man I was picking things up like crazy you know it was just yeah. it was just how my brain works I work really well with stuff like that um but it, it's all about you know for for anyone who is in that in that boat if they are considering like going out into the real world I've never been in the real world I have never yeah. I have I went from high school to having some jobs in high school and a little bit out to the military to doing my own thing you know so you mm-hmm. joke like oh going back to corporate I was like I've never been in corporate what's that yeah. like I have no idea no but it's we'll finding it. <laughs> the right company yeah right it's the finding the right company who understands that you know like yeah sure I could probably I could probably find a great job in the industry you know that that would actually make me happy um, mm-hmm. with what the compensation everything that goes along with it you know I probably could do I want to it was another story, you know, at this point in my right. life. No, I don't. I like my freedom and I like my my days to be on the way I have them. Um, but I'm not ruling that out as anything, you know, that, that yeah. anything might that might be something in my future uh, because I think I would benefit. And I think there are a lot of people that have the same story. You know, they they've been a photographer and maybe they do have a degree. Maybe they went to school for photography or for business, even better. Right. And mm-hmm. they're considering their next their next move. Like what's next? Um, but you know, some of, you know, I want my, I'm doing my best to try to make it work. 
uh, for still working for myself because I enjoy it. I like being my own boss. Um, I enjoy the flexibility and the freedom. I like to be able to just go grocery shopping in the middle of the day. I mean, stupid stuff like that, right? The things that I'm a very simple person, not simple, but you know, like I I don't, I'm very happy. It doesn't take a lot. I don't need a lot to be happy. And I love the simple pleasures in life, you know, and that's, that's just kind of how I live my life right now, especially right now. Which is good. Um, Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. And just don't, don't discount or, or overlook, you know, the, the mountain <laughs> experience and skills that you've You're built up over the years. <laughs> and, and well, it's the truth. And don't, don't overlook your, you know, you skip right over being a veteran. You're a, you know, honorably yeah, discharged yeah. veteran from the United States yeah. military. I mean, that's <laughs> gigantic as well. Who are so, you? So are you. I am. You? Yeah, so we're in good Air Force. Right here. <laughs> Air Force. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So it's, I think it's all a big deal. Yeah. Cause part of like, before I did the, the sale of this weekend photo to smug mug, I was wrestling with all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what do I want to do next? And if I do, I want to continue twip, but how do I do this? And do I morph it? Do I change it to something else? You know, or, you know, do mm-hmm. I join a company? Do I sell it to a company? Do I just mothball it and go back to, you know, go work at Apple or Adobe or something. So I'm, you know, wrestling with all that stuff. And, you know, I remember one day I just had the epiphany of like, I'm thinking, man, I've been, I've been out of the corporate game for too long. You know, I, you know, it's going to take me forever when the reality is I've never left. Right. I'm just doing something different. I've been doing something different consistently for 12 years. Right. Which is who could say that. Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, so you've yeah, been successful no, I, at it too. You're not like, right. ju- you know, like you're not the person who jumps from job to job to job because they burn bridges and they have to, you know, you, you're right. good at everything you do and you've made, I mean, look at, you know, you, you built something to where a large company actually wanted to purchase it from you. And that's yeah. amazing. That's a huge thing. That's like people's dreams. A lot of that feels great too. You know? It does. It feels very validating. Like as a yeah. photographer, it felt, and I've never, I don't think I've spoken publicly about this, but it felt validating from, you know, kind of quote, growing up as a photographer and seeing brands like Flickr and Smug Mug and, you know, Flickr back in the day was basically, you know, Instagram, but with a bunch of other <laughs> right? features. Right. Oh, and I, I remember I that. And, and it's now, you know, the brand that I built is now next to those brands. You know, it was like, yeah. that's just a weird kind of pinch yourself moment. Yeah, it's, it's I, I really, felt the same really way when I spoke at Adobe Max for the first time last year, you know, and um, that to me was like, I mean, I've done it. I've done their virtual stuff before, but actually getting on stage and speaking at a Adobe, you know, I mean, I just was like, wow, this is like a feather in my cap right now. It felt really good. And it was, I got up there and I, I, I remember doing my presentation and being like, I don't even feel nervous. I've, it's like, I finally like went went over that hump. I mean, it's not like I get on stage and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. But you know, everybody feels like butterflies. A lot of people, I should say, feel butterflies whenever you get on stage and do things. And it's like, all of a sudden that, that switch just flipped off for me. And it's like, I got over that hump of, I don't know what it was, you know, like a good mm-hmm. thing, you know, I'm like, wow, I don't even feel nervous. I'm up here. I'm being myself and I don't, you know, it was great. And I was really happy. Yeah. And I, I, but it's Adobe's like, you know, they're the big, they are the big company, you know, the big they corporate, are. you know, creative entity out there. And so it was kind of neat to have that. Um, and of course, I've done a lot in my career, you know, I, I'm not going to discount other things that I've done that are really big, but right. That to me was kind of like, as an educator, like, this is cool. I'm actually it's speaking like, at it. It's like, a, like being invited to do the cold open on Saturday Night Live or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, 
can't believe it. They asked me. (laughs) Yeah. Adobe is the Saturday Night Live of photography. Right. Um, you know, uh, I want to switch gears and uh, I'm going to wrap up. I mean, we're 18 sure. minutes over. I know. We, we, we were going to do this. Like, we're going to do like 40 minutes. I know. I knew it was going to go like this. But this is this is riveting. I think it's this is helpful. Yeah. yeah, this is a little helpful. This will be helpful to a lot of people. Um, but I want to talk about software. And I know you have this Luminar Neo handbook mm-hmm. out. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Before we do that, though, I want to... You touched on this a little bit before. But I want to talk about the whole... Um, the The... Shake up, I guess, is a, maybe a way to put it of the the software industry, the photography software industry. Now that generative AI is a thing, now it is a leading feature that Adobe has implemented. Whereas something like Sky Replacement, yeah, you could you could figure out how to do that and put that feature in there. Now everybody has Sky Replacement, right? But generative AI is not that simple. Right. It requires giant libraries of images, i.e. Adobe stock to train these these models in order to do the things that they do, which I'm guessing is not so accessible to a lot of these smaller companies. Right. Like Luminar on one Serif, you know, all these companies that make amazing software. But now there's this thing that might be out of reach for them. I don't know if it is. Maybe you can buy a buy a library and build this feature. But I'm curious as an educator what's your thoughts on that is 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 this like a checkmate from adobe and the other ones are going to be scrambling and and looking for crumbs or are we going to see adobe lift all ships and this generative thing will be across the board i so i've used so the software that i have the most familiarity with is obviously you know lightroom photoshop that's where i i've I've been using lightroom since it was in beta i've been using photoshop since the late 90s i mean much more so you know my after i got out of the military but you know i still touched on it um i've used on one a ton and luminar uh and you know like a lot of people go to i know before luminar was around a lot of people went to on one when they were like i don't want to pay subscription. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to pay for monthly. I don't want to pay for Adobe. And this is, you know, it's, I get it. You know, people don't want that. Um, and, and on one is a fantastic, uh, alternative. You also now have Luminar, which is very similar and, you know, and Luminar has embraced AI. They have a lot of AI technology. I think that on one is also kind of going that direction as well. Uh, so, and I don't know what's exactly behind the scenes with that, you know, I don't know like how AI things are, you know, like what exactly it's doing, but um, I don't, that made sense at all. But, um, you know, Luminar is really embracing AI, I think on one is, and I think a lot of it, they say this is pre-generative fill, right? Um, mm-hmm. Out of necessity uh, to maintain, to, to continue, you know, to make sure that they can keep up with these bigger programs. Um, and this is like ages ago, I would see, on one's a great example uh, where, I would see, uh, you know, let's say they, you know, on one had their thing, they'd come out, they, they rebranded it and they did a great job and it was fantastic software. And then people who were switching from like, say Lightroom or Photoshop, they basically just wanted on one, you know, this is from the customers that I would see comment about things. They wanted on one to almost be a replica of uh, Lightroom and Photoshop without having to pay for Lightroom and Photoshop. You know, they want to make sure it has all the same features without the overhead, <laughs> you know, without mm-hmm. the cost. Um, I, I'm going to be really curious to see 
what happens uh, because, you know, generative fill is such a game changer. It is a man, amazing, fantastic, huge game changer. I'm curious what, how Adobe is going to if change, if they're going to change anything about their like pricing structure, uh, mm-hmm. if they're going to change anything about their offerings and what that's going to do. Because I think people who are not interested, there are definitely going to be a lot of people who just don't care about that. They want to take the photo they have and they just want to make it look better. And you can do that with every freaking app out there on the market, you know, and you just kind of choose the one that you like best, the one that fits your style best, the one, you know, that you maybe you have more faith in that company or whatever it is, you pick the one you like best and you go with it. Um, But I do think I've actually, I've had this conversation before with, with, I think with Jason, I was telling him, I was like, Adobe, now they have something that others don't have, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's going to be really, really, really hard for a small company to build that much, just like you said, with Adobe stock being like their catalog of images to pull from. I think that, um, and even seeing, like like I was saying, how uh, the generative fill is fantastic, but it still has room for improvement, particularly with people and faces, which is definitely going to be the hardest thing to create. Um, And then if you take that and you apply it to smaller companies, you know, if, if Adobe is, is stuff is still in this stage, how much how much time is it going to take for a smaller company to try to to build up to that same level? Um, right. I don't. I also I also wonder too, like with um, all these peripheral companies that sell camera gear, accessories, uh, maybe not cameras so much. Uh, but, you know, I remember we've, we've probably had this conversation before when f- phones and iPhones and, you know, are digital cameras dead or SLRs dead? Is it over for SLRs? I know that there's been those conversations. And, you know, I don't think that cameras are, you know, obviously they're still going to be around because people still paint. People still knit. People still sculpt. They do pottery. They do everything. But it's not it's it's not as much of a business of creating it. It's more like this is my hobby, you know, or I'm I'm a. You know, I, I do this as a like a grassroots type of artist, and you can find my stuff at the farmers market. You know, that's that's usually where those things are probably going to kind of dwindle down to. Um, but how what is it? How is this going? How is AI and the fact that people may no longer feel driven? People who want to create may no longer feel driven at an early age to go towards the avenue of photography because they can already get that satisfaction of creating by using uh, AI art you know good point what, what, so like is that is it just going to you know i don't think people like i'm not going to sell all my camera gear and just start using mid-journey no way no way i love to create photos and i will always create photos i can see myself like like this year my photography collection is really low <laughs> if you mm. look at how much i photographed last year compared to this year really really low just because took a little break from it just in general i just kind of like needed a breather was doing some other things you know but I, I'm not getting rid of my gear. I want to keep it. I'll still add to it. Um, but is that, you know, people like me or people that are younger, people in their teens and 20s, are they going to go and buy, you know, a $5,000 gear kit and need the biggest lens? And wh- are they are they going to need that? Who, probably not. They're pro- mm-hmm. that, that, I think, is going to start slowing down. Um, it's still going to exist. It's just going to be smaller, which is sad because when... You know, I use Fujifilm cameras and it was really fun to see like the beginning of like mirrorless and how Fujifilm really, you know, took the reins on that. And I know that there's other, there's other companies that have done really well with it. Of course, I've been focused on Fujifilm because that's what I use and creating things out of necessity because that's what people wanted. And that's, you know, usually how, you know, that's usually how things are created out of necessity. We make things out of necessity. Um, Maybe it's just to make money because someone else needs it, but it's still out of necessity. Um, 
And if people aren't asking for it anymore, then it's, you know, or if people, or if they make it and no one's buying it, then, then they're going to start readdress, you know, reassessing and going, well, no one's going to buy this. Why would I make it? Let's mm-hmm. go a different direction, you know? So yeah. I think that we're going to start to see, I mean, it might take years for that part because the hardware, you know, it takes a little bit longer to kind of see a change with that. But I think we're going to start to see a change with that as well. Um, you know, with cameras, lenses, I mean, camera bags even. I mean, who knows where this yeah. is going to go? And this is why with yeah. five years we have our, our conversation. We, we will. can go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's see yeah. how many things we're right about. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it, it's going to be, we'll probably be wrong about everything, to be honest with you, and it'll yeah. just go in this unexpected <laughs> direction, uh, yeah, which probably. is fine. You know, it's all part of the adventure. Yeah, it, yeah. The it's interesting what you say about how, how AI or these generative type technologies might affect even hardware sales. I hadn't considered that, cause, but you're right, because on the one hand, it depends on the motivation of the photographer. I guess. So, Mm -hmm. for example, if the photographer's motivation is, you know, they find their their happy place when they grab their camera bag with their long, you know, 400 mil, whatever lens and they head out into Death Valley and they do shots of the full moon out there with silhouettes of Joshua trees. And, you know, that is their just going out there and doing that is where they find value. The photograph is the is like the side effect, you know, of the the actual actions of it. So those people not affected. They are going to continue mm-hmm. to do that forever. The their gear may be cheaper, but they're going to continue. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to continue to do that. But then there's the people that that are like, you know, what? I need a photo of a Joshua tree of Joshua tree in a in a, a cracked desert floor shot with a full moon in back of it and they can make it while they're sitting in line at the you know waiting their turn at the dentist they can go ahead and make that real quick right so on the one hand yeah the people that can make it like that if if the alternative to doing it via prompt was to go buy all the gear and do the shot all that money's gone now in a flash, boom, because now I can just, and you know, repeat that over any other scenario where to do it one way would have required buying stuff, to do it another way requires a prompt. Those places, you know, it's physics, right? Water seeks, seeks the path of least resistance <laughs> always. So that's gonna happen. Those industries yep. will, will be affected. But again, I think, it, you know, it, it depends on the end goal of the photographer, is it, for if if they're an amateur i.e or a pure amateur the word amateur means for the love of something right so if they're doing this thing for the love of doing it versus for for the end result then that's not they're not going to be affected by anything ai related it will enhance what they're doing because now they can fine-tune it but Mm -hmm. the people that are doing it professionally you know i.e they have to get the job done by a certain time for a client who's expecting it blah blah blah. you know different story completely so i don't know i kind of i find myself almost in both category categories there because i don't I'm, i'm a professional photographer in the fact that i make money through my photography and through my you know through teaching photography and mm-hmm. 
but I do it because I love it, but I don't have to create certain types of photos to actually, you know, I don't have to, oh, I'm going to go on a hike to create photos for a client. It's not like that. But I have found, and now that, you know, I'm not with a, my boyfriend's not a photographer and well, he's, he's really good at photography, but he's not like a photographer, you know? So I have found that a better balance, I think, with not feeling like everything I do has to end up with a an amazing photograph. So I've given myself like some leeway with that. Uh, whereas in the past it was like, well, I, if I'm, there's no, I mean, I wouldn't like just not do something because I wouldn't get a good photograph, but it might be less inclined to want to do something, or I might just make sure I do it, you know, like on a hike when the weather's perfect versus, and when I say perfect, I mean like overcast and maybe a little rainy because it's, you know, the photos, yeah. You know, the photos I want to get might require that. Whereas if it's a perfectly sunny day, I'm like, I don't want to go hiking. I don't want to go hiking. The sun's going to be crap. I can't even get photos. Um, but now I would probably would, unless it was like really hot or something. It wasn't uncomfortable. You know, I'll be like, no, if it suns out, it's beautiful. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I see things differently now that I've kind of like found that better balance with, I guess, life and photography. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I love photography. I don't want people to think that oh, I'm just getting away from, I'm not getting away from photography. I'm just kind of being like better to myself and not being so hard on myself about the things I'm creating. And it's not like AI is, is taking over and it's like, well, I I didn't get a photo on a hike. So I'll just create it with AI. It's not like that. You know, it's, it's just, I don't feel like I have to, I don't feel like I have to take a picture every time. And sometimes I just use my phone now because it's still like, it's still, I love the act of creating. I love to create things. You know, I'm learning now how much I love to watch plants grow. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. planting, I planted, we planted 200 feet of sunflowers and they're just starting to turn into tiny little, you know, sprouts out of the ground. And we did this a couple of years ago and it was this glorious wall of sunflowers on my property. And I'm just like, you know, things like that. I'm creating life for the plant, but you know, we're watching chickens and ducks grow and you know, we have, we're going to have a flock in our backyard pretty soon. It's like, it's, it's a different, you know, I'm just learning a lot more about myself. I think as, as things change, I'm changing with it and I'm allowing myself uh, to change, you know, right. I'm allowing myself to actually change uh, with everything that's going on around me. So it's a really good feeling. I, I feel like, I'm in the best place I've been and I've always been happy. I've never had any like, you know, like any hard times I should say. Um, but I feel like I'm in the best place emotionally that I've probably ever been in my life. And it's just a really good feeling. I know that's kind of like a weird turn to take this, but it is kind of related because there's so much that's changing in our industry. And I've lived in this industry for so many years, you know, I'm going on like 15 plus years of my life doing this. And that's, you know, ever since I got out of the military, this has been my life is doing photography and now teaching photography and seeing it like shift and change. Like I said, there's almost a mourning process that goes with it. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll have days where I feel a little bit down cause I can see things like evolving in a direction that I wasn't expecting so quickly. I did expect this to happen at some point, not necessarily with AI, but I did expect, you know, things to slow down. Um, but now I'm actually like, I feel like as you know, one thing changes, another thing changes and they're both going in, in you know, good direction. So it's just a really right. good feeling to kind of go through this. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, everything's always in motion, right? So, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> we're, we're getting older. We're, you're changing our, the way we think about things for whatever reasons. Um, circumstances change, which influence you, you know, the economy, the, just uh, everything, you know, and then of course, <laughs> technology on top of all that. So everything is in kind of a constant state of swirling around in motion. I think it's, it's how we, 
adapt and deal with that swirl is is what you know separates yep. the people that are successful from the people that that complain about technology you know and, <laughs> yep. and you know like like george carlin was it george carlin or somebody said you know don't spit in the wind i feel like that's <laughs> Spitting into the wind is complaining about this freight train of technology that's coming at you. So, yeah. Now, you know what? I want to, as we we end this, I want to talk about that Luminar handbook that you sure. have out. Yeah. I want to bring that up. And tell me, tell me about that. You know, speaking of companies that are going to be <laughs> impacted by what Adobe's doing with generative stuff. Yeah. What's, so, what's uh, this? and I'll put the, I'll put the, I know you have a coupon code for this. I'll put that do. on in post. Um, okay, this. cool. Yeah. <laughs> So you're seeing this this overlay of text now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so um, I, uh, like I said, you know, I've said previously, I love creating books, and uh, and so this was, and I've done I've done similar books in the past, you know, like software books and uh, learning how to use software, and so I was like, it's about time I do something on Luminar Neo. So I I sat down over the last couple months and I put this book together. Um, it's a full, you know, kind of a. I don't want to call it a manual because that makes it sound awful, but it's a it's a very beautifully illustrated, uh, you know, illustrated, I guess, or um, lots of colorful pictures. It shows all the tools you can use and how they work. It walks through uh, the catalog creation process. Um, it's just the kind of ultimate kind of how-to book for Luminar Neo. Um, as far as I know, it's one of the few, there are very few books out there. There's probably a lot of video training, um, but I have a book. Uh, this is an ebook right now. It's on my website. Um, you can use the the coupon code TWIP, and uh, that will give you 20% off. Um, it's also going to be a uh, print book at some point, too. I need to make a few updates to it before it gets to that point. Um, but when the time comes, I'm sure that Frederick will probably be able to, to share that information as well. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Very so that's cool. my, uh, my big product that I launched just this last week. Um, so uh, check it out on my website and let me know what you think. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that coupon code was TWIP, right? TWIP? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. And how much off was it? Do you get off of it? 20%. And actually, okay. that code will be good for anything in my store. Uh, I have a lot of um, presets, textures, overlays. Uh, so, you know, peruse the store and... Oh, you got all kinds of stuff in here. Look at this. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, like I said, I love I love to create things. And, you know, a lot of things like... I, I I just will kind of you know like the dirty film thing was I I um I made that because I I was scanning some old pictures and there was like some film that was actually um just like there was no there wasn't any picture on it it was just like this really scratchy old film so I was like oh that might be kind of a neat you know overlay uh, so I I kind of packaged it together and created some uh, presets to go with it very cool so. Yeah. Very cool. Good job. See, you are always busy. Yeah. I love it. Always <laughs> see the creator. You're the, yeah, the yeah. content creator. creator. Yeah. Are you gonna, you call yourself the um, uh, what is it? Discontent? Is it discontent or malcontent? Content. Discontent. Uh, when you're at when you're not at rest is discontent. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know that, what you're saying. I know the phrase, but I don't know which one it is. Not yeah, time, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking real time. I'm doing marketing here, so you know the discontent yeah, right. uh, creator. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, cool. So, so if folks want to connect with you, check out these products. They're at Nicolzi. Everything's at Nicolzi.com. Right. Nicolzi.com. Um, if you want to check out my uh, activity books, that's FiggyDesigns.com. So F-I-G-G-Y. Uh, they don't. I don't think I have them. The the the. Uh, um, the sites linked together, so you'd have to go to them. But you could Google yeah. Figgy Designs, and I, it probably would come up. 
So yeah. it's a fairly and I'll new link website. To it. Yeah, I'll link cool. to it from the from the description in the the blog post and in the, in the YouTube video. So yeah, cool. so if you're watching this on YouTube, just look down in the description and there it is, Figgy Designs. <laughs> Uh, very cool. This is good. We got to do this again because there's there's so much more to talk about. I had on my list to bring up to you like your thoughts on mobile in iOS uh, or Android uh, photography and where oh, that yeah. world is going and huh. is it ready for prime time yet? And, you know, especially now <laughs> considering, you know, gigapixel type AI enlargers and Adobe with the generative stuff so you can do all kinds of stuff to the final image. Do we still need you know, beautiful big Fujis and Lumix and Nikons and Canons and Sonys and all that stuff. So yeah, that would be a good conversation because yeah. you know I honestly haven't updated. I still have a Fujifilm XT3. I think they're on XT5 now. Oh, you well. know, so maybe I am being affected by what I was talking about earlier. I, you know, I don't. I, I I didn't. I intentionally didn't upgrade to the XT4 because the XT3 just had some of features and things and I didn't want to switch all my batteries over, you know, little things like that. Yeah. And I was like, I'll probably go to the next one, XT five. And then it comes around and I'm just like, no, I don't really okay. feel FOMO. I don't I'm I'm happy with my camera. It still works. It's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the, the megapixel wars are over, right? We're not like yeah. they they've kind of gotten to that point where I mean, I, I feel like there's been conversations in the past where I think it I feel like it was Alex Lindsay who Lindsay said something like 10 megapixels is enough or something like that. And maybe I'm probably misquoting him, but I, I vaguely remember something in my head where it's like, how big is it going to get? Who, you know, whoever said it, how big is it going to get? Are we there? Yeah. Is it, yeah. is it yeah. maxed out? <laughs> I think they're, they're iterating on different things. Yeah. Sensor size. Yeah. I think that race ended long ago. I think the, the race, at least on the Nikon side has shifted to catching up to Sony and other brands when it comes to focusing and eye tracking and, you know, keeping people in the frame or, or focusing on the closest eye of that Eagle flying a mile away. You know, those, those sorts of refinements I think is, are, is where they are versus, you know, uh, hey, now we're a 500 megapixel camera, yeah. you know, because at a certain point it becomes an inconvenience and not a feature because now I got to buy bigger cards. I got to store all that data and, you know, everything's slower because of it, you know. So, yeah, yeah my, my camera is 24. I'm on a I'm on a Nikon yeah. Z62 as 24 megapixels and I'm more than happy. They make a Z7 yeah. with, you know, 40 some odd megapixels. I don't feel like I need it. I like what I have. So, yeah, so we're in the same boat. We'll probably start seeing as a just a really quick thing, we'll mm -hmm. probably start seeing more AI in cameras. Oh, 100%. If, you know, unless they just start putting it into phones, you know, and skip They got the so much work camera. to do on cameras. I'm sorry, yeah. you know, big camera manufacturers, <laughs> but you guys like where where is our app store? Right. Why don't cameras, they have a screen on them and input mechanism. Why don't I have an app store in there? You know, put a faster chip. Why is there no cellular modem inside of my camera when I have it in my phone and every other device I have? How come I can't have it in my camera so I can shoot directly to the cloud or to home or, or other people or whatever? It's like fundamental stuff like that. I think I think those those omissions, which seem fairly obvious, those omissions are what would lead someone with deep pockets to disrupt that space because yeah. then if you come in with a with an ecosystem and an app store and shoot to cloud built in and you know all these next generation things that people didn't realize they needed but now they see it they can't live without it 
boom, here you go. Price it correctly. And, you know, now the other ones are going to be playing catch up when they could be leading right now. So I'm sure that there's been a lot of meetings behind the scenes that we don't know about. And there's probably stuff already in the works, you know, because it's if people are if companies who can afford it and who can actually do it are ignoring AI, then they are going to die. That's my, you know, if it it fits for with their company, Um, if, if they're ignoring it and then, you know, Unless they're going to go in a direction like Polaroid, you know, where Polaroid is just, we're Polaroid and we're going to mostly just create Polaroid and you can still buy the film and you can, you know, the, the, it's, that's, that's different. You know, you know, Silicon Valley, uh, is littered with the carcasses of companies that, (laughs) that didn't (laughs) think correctly. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a zombie graveyard of companies that just, that didn't execute correctly. You know, it sounds like a great prompt for mid journey, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) zombie graveyard of Silicon Silicon Valley companies that died. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally true. Cause you know, you look at like, even in our industry, uh, or in the, look at tech AOL, Right. AOL had the they had the golden they had the crown. Right. They had the they were sitting on the Game of Thrones and then, you know, they failed to execute and relied on dial up and didn't do anything. You know, then in came Yahoo. And then here's Yahoo sitting on the the Game of Thrones throne there. And then along comes Google. Right. (laughs) Supplants them. You know, it happens over and over again. You know, in our space, Kodak. What about Kodak? Mm-hmm. You know, Kodak owned the photography space. You know, they right. could have been, they could have been everything. They could have had a whole division that was an Instagram and another one that was Adobe. And you know, they could have done all that, but they didn't. They didn't listen to the tea leaves and act accordingly. It was hubris and lack of vision that killed these companies. So, you know, let's let's hope it doesn't happen again. I'm hoping that these all large right. these camera manufacturers do something because I feel it. I you know I live in Silicon Valley. I've been here forever, and I I feel like I'm I have entrepreneur kind of DNA, if not by osmosis from being here. But it feels like the photography industry, aside from all this, this AI stuff, you know, if you put that in there, it's obvious. But the the hardware space is ripe for a huge disruption. A huge yeah, disruption. Exactly. I feel it. Yeah, I feel it. There's a lot of money there, you know, and, you know, why not? Let's hope Elon doesn't get in the game. <laughs> oh, no. I just, the new Tesla yeah. camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just it's one of those things where things are just moving so fast. It's it's fun and it's scary at the same time to yeah. see, you know, and and just and you kind of just have to decide, like, which wave do you want to ride? <laughs> you yeah. know, do you want to get yeah. in the pride, you know, the little like like cool little pool over here that's just gonna kind of hover, or do you want to like get on the you know the hundred foot crazy wave off of North Island and or North Beach in the Honolulu? Yeah. You know, so that's like, right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. You got to pick your poison. Pick your poison yep. and go for it. It's like like a, a friend and I were talking yesterday about the the vision. You know, the Apple glasses. And, you know, the whole idea of the Apple wall garden came up, you know, you got this Apple ecosystem and you're trapped and, you know, I messages with the blue bubbles that got you there. And, <laughs> you know, you got what your photos are automatically getting uploaded over here and it's easy to share them to your Apple TV. By the way, your music is everywhere and on your watch and, you know, they, they got you right. It's you're locked in. But then my, my argument to that is 
but it's great you know i get i i can be able to get my job done easier you know with more fun and the hardware is great it works you know, so what what's the problem of living maybe i'm just you know i got stockholm syndrome or something but it <laughs> feels like what's the problem you know it's a wall garden but it's a really nice garden it's huge right and all my friends are here <laughs> so, <laughs> so, i don't know i don't know yeah change is inevitable um, okay, well, so let's wrap up because we we, we right. go for, yeah we can just we keep talking and talking, talking. <laughs> we totally good okay so folks make you make sure you check out nicolez.com n i c o l e s y dot com for the photography stuff uh, figgy designs that's it figgy designs dot com yeah. for the for the books that you're working on I'm gonna check out a couple of those because that's okay. I want to I want to check them out because I want to see how you did it and kind of sure. get a feel yeah I just want to yeah, dive into it. If you have yeah. any requests, you know, like I almost want to pe- tell people like, hey, do you have a coloring book request? I'll make it for you. Cats. <laughs> Just buy it, Anything you know. Cats related. Oh, it's got to be cats. I, yeah. have a, I have a really cute dog one, actually. I don't have any cats yet. I'm sorry. And oh, nobody heard our cats. pre-conversation. We were joking about cats and how, you know, Frederick has cats. and Yes. I have dogs <laughs> and yeah. ducks. Yes. And <laughs> and I have one cat. Okay. I have one cat. Okay. I never see go. it, though, because it hides, but... It's, yeah, it's kind it's of smart. like at the low end of the totem pole in the house. Oh, <laughs> come on. They're the, not, they're the kings and queens. It puts itself there. She oh. has claws and everything and she could defend herself, but she's just afraid of the dogs. It's kind of oh. sad, actually. Oh. We give her All lots right. of love. We bring her down. She gets lots of love. All right, she's we'll leave kid. her. We'll leave her right there. But, you know, we'll leave you with this moment of Zen. If you could see this, right? <laughs> if I could find her, where is she at? See down there somewhere? <gasps> yeah. Is your cat there? My cat is like somewhere in here. Sorry, people, they're watching this. You gotta do the. This is, that's the international funny. sign for. Come over here, cat. Wait, wait, check this out. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of zen. She's that's dead great. to the world, right there. <laughs> All, All right. right, Nicole. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, yeah, this yeah, we got we got to do it again. Yeah, we'll do yeah, it again. Absolutely. You know, Not in five by the years, way, let's make sure we have you in there. No, between. no, I'm bringing I'm bringing the uh, the roundtable format for Twit back. So, oh my god! Yeah. Yes. So guess who's gonna be on there? You. Yes. So, yeah. I'm so, so excited. Yeah. No, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be much awesome. You know, the the interview, the one on one interviews are not going away. They'll probably be a little bit less frequent, but the the weekly one on ones is gonna be where the party's at for the foreseeable future. So. I'm excited. Just cool. let me know and I'll be there. <laughs> I will. I will. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks for everything, and uh, I'll be in touch when this thing is gonna publish. Sounds great. All right. Take care. This is Twitter.